Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. to the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host, Michaela Perkins, and joining me this week to talk some Arizona sports is Lindsay Smith, Derek Montia, and Kirsten Susell. Hey, everyone. How's hey. it going? Hi. Going pretty well. How <laughs> are you? Um, I had the dentist appointment this morning, so, <laughs> you know... I'm still trying to mentally recover from that experience. Am I the it's only traumatic. one who actually doesn't mind going to the dentist? Yes. My, yeah. No, my I don't either. My dentist is very nice. He's a very like we have yeah. great conversations and stuff. So you're yeah, friends no, with your dentist. I am somehow friends with my dentist. He what moved from like? being close to me to like an hour away, and I still go to him because we're tight like that. My dentist has a emotional support dog in her <gasps> office. Oh, I would so go there. Yeah. This? Okay. Never mind. I'm changing dog. I'll literally lay on you. <laughs> When uh, you're getting yeah. your teeth cleaned or whatever you need. What kind of dog is it? I don't know. It's a little fluff thing. Oh, okay. I need Thank to go you. to this yeah, dentist, wherever it is. I need to go there. Um, fun fact, I have so much anxiety. They, You know when you get x-ray, they put like that blanket over you to protect your like organs or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's heavy. Mm-hmm. I just have them leave it on me the whole time <laughs> because it's like the a hug blanket. and it's like comforting. That's how scared of the dentist I am. So yeah, that was me this morning. Like teeth are so nice and shiny and clean. Afterwards. Uh, Sorry. Didn't mean to get us off. Just a traumatic experience. But anyway, it's good. Um, I hope you guys are having a good Wednesday. Let's get this started with our Valley Sports temperature check. Uh, the graphic is not well. Actually, yeah, nah. we need to update the standings the of the teams. The sun needs to be a little higher. Yeah, and for I sure. Feel like, <laughs> I know that it hasn't actually moved, but I feel like the Coyotes have moved and closed ground on the D-backs on this graphic. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we'll get we'll get that updated. <laughs> it's not uh, reflective of the team's current standings, but yeah. it is our Valley Sports temperature check. Let's get started with the Suns. They broke their franchise win streak record of 17. It now sits at 18. They unfortunately lost to the Warriors right after that. We're on a one-game win streak. Keep the streak going. (laughs) Um, They're tied for the best record in the NBA right now at 20 and 4, which is an 0.833 win percentage, which just so happens to be the same win percentage that the Cardinals have, which is crazy. Mm. Uh, Fun fact. Wow. Lindsay... How impressed are you with the Suns team right now? I mean, it's fun. Like, that's the best way to describe it. I just think that we need to remember, like, we have not had nice things for a really long time. We could nitpick a whole bunch of stuff, I'm sure. But we do have a nice thing. So we should just be thankful for that. Just enjoy it. It's hard to enjoy it because my (laughs) first thought is, like, it's sort of a cliche. But I feel like it has some meaning behind it is, like, 
are they hitting their stride too early? Can they sustain this? It's like, <laughs> I'm like afraid of having success. Right. Yeah. Which is why. <laughs> and we'll, trauma from the past. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're all trauma scarred being yeah. a Valley sports fan, which is why we are talking about the topic that we're talking about today, not to give it away, just because like, I feel like we, we're like so superstitious. We don't want to jinx anything. Like we don't want to buy in too soon because we don't want to get our hearts broken. But I will say it is so cool to see the Suns absolutely dominating on the court. Um, I know Devin Booker is dealing with a little bit of a hamstring injury. Do you have any updates on his status? No. So the Suns took yesterday and today off of practice, which is probably really good for the team just to give them some rest because November sure. was a heavy month for them. Yes. Yeah. They had a lot of games, a lot of – I think we had – Shoot, I want to say five back-to-backs already this season, which is, it just feels like a lot. I don't know if it actually is statistically, but it feels like a lot for this team. So we haven't really had any opportunity to ask Monty Williams about it, but last we heard is just he's going to take some time to rest. He's in rehab right now. Uh, Two weeks, roughly, five to ten games, depending on just kind of how he feels. And honestly, right now, like, Like you said, it is the beginning of the season, so we're a quarter of the way through. This part of the season is not the most important part of the season, so better safe than sorry with uh, your star player, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of my favorite parts of this Sun season in particular this year is how when things happen, you get to watch other people step up and they constantly have that next man up mentality. DeAndre Ayton was hurt. Frank Kaminsky balled out. You know, De- Devin Booker is hurt now. Landry Shamit is like, don't worry, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I just love that more than anything about this team this year is just getting to watch how they handle adversity. And um, I already kind of gave it away. We're going to talk about it a little bit later. But um, despite all the doubters out there, they just continually prove everyone that's doubting them wrong. So yeah, absolutely. Cool to watch. I mean, I just uh, we've talked about it on this show before, but those storylines are always fun to see when, yeah. when something like this does happen. You don't want it to happen, but when it does, it creates opportunities for other players to step up and to shine and some fun storylines come out of it and allows fans to grab onto maybe a, another player that they didn't realize they love so much. Well, in a win against like the win against San Antonio, you have uh, just you, you can see how good this team is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they didn't seem to miss Booker too much. He would have been that extra, you know, like. Maybe it would have been a 20-point more comfortable win with him there. But they just, you know, uh, especially Chris Paul has just stepped up and taken over as far as leading this team. One of my favorite parts, even back to to last year and their their finals run um, throughout the playoffs, was when, you know, you didn't want to see Chris Paul get hurt. But getting to see campaign step up, we got to see, you know, what he was capable of. And so, you know, we saw glimpses of of how deep this team was last year. They've added some more pieces and Mm – it's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you already mentioned that the Suns are on a little bit of a break, but they will be taking on the Celtics on Friday. What are you expecting out of that matchup? Well, the Celtics lost to the Spurs and the Lakers, and the Suns beat the Spurs and the Lakers. So if my math is mathing, we should win. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> math is <laughs> No, I mean, I do think, though, that the Suns should fare well in this matchup on uh, Friday. They will be rested. Um just hopefully they come in with a more energy and a good mindset. But it's funny because I was looking up articles and I happened to stumble upon one that I think was from like 2013 that somehow was the top of my Google search. And it was like the matchup between the veteran team and like a young 
awful team in a in a rebuilding <laughs> stage. And I was like, oh, the tables have turned. <laughs> oh, the turntables turn. Um, yeah. I want to remind you guys, if you're watching on Twitter, head over to YouTube, join us in our chat. If you're in our chat right now, let us know you're here. Say what's up. We love when you interact on the show. We'll read your comments out loud. Um, but definitely head over to YouTube if you're watching on Twitter. Um, going from one team that's dominating to another, the Cardinals are also have the best record in their league in the NFL, sitting at 10-2, and two, the same win percentage as the Suns. Uh, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are so back. That game on Sunday in Chicago was so fun to watch. Cheerson, what impressed you the most about that win on Sunday? There was a lot to be impressed with. I think, you know, for starters, just the fact that it was a bad weather game. It was yep. cold and it was rainy and it certainly affected the way things, uh, you know, played out. But after the first play, when the ball slipped out of Kyler's hands, a few plays later, he connected with DeAndre Hopkins and that was the I'm back moment for both of them. And from then on, they didn't really skip a beat. But, uh, you know, so that in and of itself. But then I think you got to give credit to their defense four interceptions and, um you know, they were really the difference maker in that game and in one of the better defensive performances that we've seen out of this team. And so to do that out of a bye, which historically they've not fared well out of a bye, um, and and to go into Chicago and be able to put the Bears away like they did, um, so many things to be impressed about. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. One of my favorite moments from the game was when <laughs> it was very early. They they cut away from a shot of the field and there was a fan trying to get his uh, windbreaker oh poncho on his head. <laughs> Dude was struggling so hard. Credit to the broadcast crew because they held on to that shot for like a yeah. long, yeah, long, long time. time. <laughs> like, this is definitely going to make people on the internet so happy. Yeah. The guy had the here. same amount of field vis- visibility as uh, poor Andy Dalton did. But, uh, Unfortunately <laughs> for him. Um, it was a good, it was a great game to watch. Um, I do, I did enjoy watching the defense ball out too. But it was just so like there's just like some weird sense of comfort watching Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins like back out yeah. there. You're like, oh, I can breathe. Like everything's gonna be okay. For sure, for sure. Um, and they converted so easily when the defense gave them the ball. Yeah, you know, on on, on the uh, bare side of the field. Yep. It, that's that's something that wasn't uh, coming as easily with Colt McCoy back there, and you kind of took it for granted. I feel like how. Uh, once Kyler is there, there's so many weapons, uh, their ability to empty the backfield and still have essentially a running back quarterback out there and, and have the defense have to stay honest and stuff. It's it's just great to see him back. And, and again, it was nice, uh, kind of like with the Suns, it was nice yeah. that they were able to still win without him and, you know, give give him that time to recover from that injury. And now he's back, uh, hopefully at 100 percent and and can you know, lead this team to the playoffs. Well, yeah, well, they're going to they're gonna need him to be at 100%, and they're also going to need to be firing on all sides of the ball for their Monday night football matchup against the Rams. Uh, this has a this is probably the biggest game of the year, maybe, I would say. If the Cardinals yeah. do win, they will clinch a playoff berth for the first time since 2015. And if the Cardinals can win on Monday and they can also beat the Lions, which they should, um, they will be NFC West division champs. So, Cheerston, what are you expecting out of this Monday night football matchup? Well, I, I'll say this because you say it's potentially one of the, the biggest games of the year. Christian Kirk remind us, reminded us all that they're looking at it as with each win, the stakes get higher. The stakes get higher. You mm-hmm. position yourself in a, you know, a greater spot in the standings or position yourself to secure a spot in the playoffs or get closer to being NFC West champs. Uh, you know, the stakes get greater. And so they're well aware of, of what this game would mean. 
Um, I think they're also wanting to get the monkey off their back. That is their home record. They yeah. can yeah. also go 0-3 in their last games at home. And so I think this game they're really looking at is this is for the fans because fans weren't happy the last two times they've been out at State Farm Stadium. In fact, a lot of them took to Twitter and they're like, this is a one game, like especially that Panthers game. Like, this is a one game I was able to go to all year long. Yeah. And this is what you guys do. Oh. So they definitely want first and foremost, to focus in on, you know, getting another win, getting a win at home, uh, putting all of that in the past. Um, so like when I was, you know, asking even Cliff, you know, what would it mean to just lock up that that playoff spot? This team has far greater asp- aspirations than, than to just lock up a spot in the playoffs. Sure. But it's significant because they haven't done it in a while. Yeah. And he basically just said, listen, we want to get a win at home. And so I don't think they're trying to look too far ahead in terms of what this would mean. But it's also a division game. Uh, You know, Cardinals fans always get up to play the Rams. It's Cliff's friend and Sean McVay. They have the chance to sweep the Rams, which would be really big. A lot of people think that the Rams are frauds, but still it's a division rival. Mm -hmm. And they still have Sean McVay and they still have a lot of key pieces. They've added some key pieces in OBJ and Von Miller since they've seen him last. Don't remind me. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, it's going to be a fight no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. It'll definitely be a great game. If you are looking for a place to tailgate, to hang out, to drink, to have some good food before the game. That's right. We are going to have a ranger uh, at the Lola with Bird Gang Travel Club on Monday. Please come hang out with us. We are super excited to get out there in Glendale and to tailgate with all of you. Our block party, like I mentioned, there's going to be an open bar, premium tailgate food. There's going to be a DJ. We're all going to be out there. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, tickets to that tailgate are birdgangtravel.com. Make sure you go get some tickets so you can hang out with us. We're all going to be there, uh, except for Lindsay, who a has a game. She has I a son's game. For sure. Uh, Not even working. I'll just be there. It sounds like it's going to be so much fun. I'm a little jealous. It's, it's a great time. We don't want to rub mean, it in, Lindsay. Yeah. But like, all you can eat, all you can drink. It's going to be fun. More importantly, all you can eat guacamole. Okay. And that's like, the only let, thing Derek cares that's about. That's all I can about that. And you get to see Frank's new tattoo in person. So that's there's, true. there's two good reasons. Frank Sanders will be there. The that's all I do. Yeah. <laughs> they leave it completely unattended. It's if, you, if the guac goes missing, don't look for it with Get Derek. <laughs> they put more out. That's all they, they do. They leave it completely yeah. unattended. But you also bring up a good point. Our very own Frank Sanders did get a tattoo last night live on our show. You right. sure did. Cardinals it podcast. was awesome. In to honor Cliff Kingsbury, it was a K two tattoo with the Colonel on it. So um, he did it. And he if did. You, go, it. you get to see it live. Just to person. explain that, Frank did not believe in Cliff, and he said that if he made, if Cliff made Frank believe in him, that he would get this K K two tattoo, and this is the result, which is are. Frank. Frank is a believer. Unbelievable. I if you haven't seen the episode, oh, I can either. I was I watched it live and I still can't believe it happened. Uh, if you missed that show, go check it out on our YouTube channel. It is one to behold. That yeah. is for sure. Um, really quickly, before we move on to our topic, I do want to talk on talk about the Diamondbacks because they did sign um, a 13-year veteran closer, a four-time All-Star, and he also is a product of the University of Arizona. That's right. Mark Melanson has joined mm-hmm. the Diamondbacks. What are your thoughts on that acquisition? He's one of the biggest relief uh, acquisitions that the Diamondbacks have ever made. He yeah. led the league in saves last year. I know there's a lot of jokes about so many jokes. <laughs> how are the Diamondbacks going to pick up a closer when they don't have the team you know, right. around it? The Diamondbacks have positional needs still that they have to fill. And one of those is the closer position and the bullpen. That's yeah. going to be their focus, right? Yep. I personally think uh, the Diamondbacks believe 
uh, a lot in not only their farm system, but the coaches that they have acquired during the offseason yeah. to make not just the young guys ready for the major leagues, but to improve the game of the players that they already have. They're still they they have they believe in this team a lot, even though the record last year, you know, doesn't really up, uphold believing in them. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'll just say that they uh, definitely still think that a lot of these guys can get better with with good coaching. So they went out and they got good coaches. And uh, honestly, the Mark Melanson signing was su- surprising because he's a, a really good reliever. He comes from the Padres. He has a lot of veteran experience. He's everything that you would want the Diamondbacks to go get. Yeah. Uh, his experience uh, being around the young pitchers that they're going to bring up because a lot of those guys that they bring up as, you know, for the first time in, in major leagues, they're going to go into the bullpen for to just dip their toes in, in yep. pitching in, in the majors. So having a guy like that in the bullpen to be around them is the exact kind of experience and veteran presence you want to, to help those guys out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and again, it's that's what the Diamondbacks have said they are committed to in the future and all of their, you know, acquisitions and things that they've done kind of back that up. I uh, again, I just think that he is uh, somebody I didn't expect them to get. You know, yeah. you, you kind of look at the available free agents and he was a little bit above what I thought uh, talent wise that the Diamondbacks would bring in. Well, we will definitely talk a little bit more about exceeding those uh, expectations you had in a little bit. Uh, quickly touching on the Coyotes. If you haven't paid attention to the Coyotes at all this season, I don't blame you. But just in case you're interested, <laughs> uh, they have the worst record in the league. They're sitting at 5-18-2. They lost to the Stars on Monday and they will be taking on the Panthers on Friday. I do not anticipate them winning that game, but hey, you never know. Uh, they have managed to win five times this season, which I am impressed by. <laughs> yeah, that's surprising. But you can do what I do and bet against them on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I'm just saying, if if they're losing, it doesn't mean you have to. That is true. Emotional hedging, <laughs> emotional hedging is a great way to go about it. And if you bet against the Coyotes on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, you're pretty much guaranteed to win some money. <laughs> Speaking of DraftKings, football fans, I'm sure you all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. Jockeying Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays combined to multiple combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and up only. Arizona only. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. All right. That was your Valley Sports temperature check. Let's get into our main topic of the day, which is exceeding expectations. Huh. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> why are you laughing? Uh, just, I, I don't know. I don't know what that's like. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> couldn't be me. <laughs> you have to talk about the Diamondbacks for a living, so I do not envy you. They Let's, exceeded your expectations with their latest they did. And acquisition. Yeah, yeah, they did. And they exceeded, they exceeded And with their coaching staff, I feel like. they exceeded my expectations with the coaching staff. <laughs> they they definitely thought the Diamondbacks were going to have uh, a bit of an issue finding these coaches. Right. That, that Tori Lavola was going to need to fill his staff. Yeah, because who wants to come coach here? 
that's kind of it. I mean, you're kind of right about that. Like, what's the appeal to come yeah. coach here, right? Uh, well, you can throw a whole bunch of money at them, which, you know, yeah. might have been part of it. But the guys that they brought in are guys that quantifiably made the teams that they were added to better. Yeah. Right. Joe Mather with the Reds, Brent, Str Brent Strom with the Astros. There's just data that backs up them being added to those teams and those teams getting better in pitching and hitting when those pitch when those uh, coaches were added so i'm just I, i'm floored by it i can't believe that they brought in guys like jeff banister as a yeah. bench coach who could easily be a manager for any team in the league at this point uh so i just i think that they've done an excellent job and again committing to that the youth movement that they've talked about that they were going right. to commit to yeah um i know that no moves can be made currently because there is a lockout right. uh, for anyone that did not know baseball has ceased to operate at the moment again which makes doing a podcast uh, about baseball just yeah awesome can i just say i hope that some of these players take a page out of um a prior nba lockout book and start making Blake Griffin, Chris Paul type spoof videos. Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> because that was the greatest thing. That was a throwback. So if you haven't need seen those, you got to go find yeah. them. But I hope somebody does that. Give me content. Oh, please. Side of things, you know, that was hilarious. We all, we also could see not, you know, you're not going to see the Mike Trouts and such out there. But I mean, we could even see guys if this goes on long enough, go play overseas because that's yeah. allowed during the lockout. And there's a lot of options. I mean, the KBO really gained a lot of popularity and traction when baseball wasn't being played due to the, you know, pandemic. So they all have uh, our, they've started to get a little feisty on social media, changing their profile pictures uh -huh. to anonymous That's, heads. To by the way, that slight. is because of the lockout. They cannot have their images any longer on MLB.com. Yeah. So if you go look up any players on the website, their images yeah. have been removed because <laughs> they can't it's owned by the Players Association. So That's yes. I'm a little shocked that so quickly after there was no sports, I mean, it's 2021, 2020, we had a long chunk of time where we had no sports whatsoever and baseball had a fight to get back to playing. And right. here we are again already yeah. fighting again. That, and that's the mess. biggest problem is baseball popularity is already dwindling. So I don't understand why you would do something that is just going to make you look bad in, in the eye of the public again and, and make fan kind of turn fans off right so baseball can't get out of its own way they really can't and, uh, uh, they also honestly, have the worst commissioner in the history of commissioners <laughs> the, sorry the, rob manfred the, the collective bargaining <laughs> agreement has a lot of stuff in there and some of it it's just it's never like i feel so much of it's going to get whittled away by the time they have a new agreement that yeah. there won't be that many changes but there are some things they really want to push like an expanded playoffs yeah and, and this change to the draft system that I uh, wrote an article about on gophnx.com that uh, could impact the D-backs getting the well, number one overall draft pick. If and when baseball does resume operations, are your expectations that this team is going to be buyers and are going to go after some more people? I know a lot of the high-end free agents have already been accounted for, but you know there are a lot of uh, mid-level talent guys out there still. Do you expect the Diamondbacks to go after any of them, or is this kind of it for them? I... <laughs> I've compared it to going shopping on Black Friday, but not on Black Friday when you go on Saturday. It's like the discount come, bin shopping. You just kind of pick, pick through what's left yeah, over okay. that's still on sale, <laughs> right? So I, I, I see the D-backs doing that because they're still, as much as they want to look to their farm system to fill their positional needs, there's just too many right now on the team yeah. that they, I don't know if some of those guys are ready to come up and be full-time, uh, you know, third baseman or full-time center fielder or right, right fielder. So I think that they will have to bring in some veteran guys 
uh, like Melanson on like a two year contract mm-hmm. or a one year deal, something short term. Um, and hopefully in the time being, they can, you know, develop their their future full time guys yeah. like Alec Thomas and, you know, some of these guys that have even been up already that have been playing pretty well, but haven't been consistent. For sure. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens when baseball can manage to actually figure itself out. Uh, no guarantees on when that'll happen <laughs> because uh, they suck right now. That's right. Lindsay, I need to ask you something, and I'm really curious about this. So obviously the Suns, they went to the finals last season. At the beginning of this season, what were your expectations for a team who just went to the finals and lost in the finals? We had another finals run. Yeah? Yeah. You had that high of expectations. Totally. 100%. Do you feel like that is a common expectation that is shared among people who watch and care about the Suns? I would say yes. I think so. I mean, how do you guys feel? I think it depends on maybe who you ask. I think everyone expected the Suns to be good again this year. There were some people who were like, well, you know, you see historically there are teams that go to the finals and then the next year it's kind of just like, what yeah. happened? Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think because the Suns were able to retain so many of its core players that that worry maybe was there in the back of your mind, but not as heavy as it could have been. There were some losses early on that made me go into a panic. Oh, you yeah. Know? The first handful of games this the first, season. Was like, yeah, like yeah. the first two weeks, <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Oh, boy. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> and, see, and I think that was the thing was there wasn't that confidence that other teams that have been good consistently for a long period of time might have. Yeah. I immediately went into meltdown. Oh, man, we're going <laughs> to suck again. I knew it. I knew it. You know, oh, and no, so that, and that's it. I mean, I think that uh, the, you know, the Nash era produced probably the most consistent, you know, team as far as success goes. But yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I didn't know if I was ready to say this team was that. Yeah. I mean, there was definitely a, a slight tinge of panic at the beginning of the season, but there were also a lot of factors. And I mean, we've all talked about this. Multiple times. It was a very short off season for these guys. Yeah. Devin went and played in the Olympics as well. So it shortened mm-hmm. his off season even more. Then he got COVID and had that whole thing go down. And um, but even Monty said like they took training camp a little bit lighter this year almost. Like yeah. they it wasn't he didn't go as hard on them as maybe he would in a traditional off season type of setting because well, training camp was you? like the finals. Like yeah. they, were, they were in the finals when some team. Yeah, teams exactly. Were. Fabio in the chat said my expectations are at least conference finals. Yeah. So and that's at least. So yeah. I think there are high expectations for this team, and I think um, not to get too ahead of you, but I would say that they're they're meeting those expectations right now. I think this this team is is better like the roster is better than they were last year i think they upgraded a few positions I and i think you know you see a guy like mikhail bridges who you know, great mm-hmm. player but man he's taking his game to another level this Hashtag season. defensive so player of the year now you've got another <laughs> season um with all of your guys playing together as well so i think yeah. they hit their stride in terms of like you know i remember deandre aiden saying last year that he was surprised at how quickly this team came together like mm-hmm. jay crowder and chris paul new additions they thought they were going to take uh, you know, uh, another year or so before they finally hit their stride. Well, they hit it the end of last season, carrying it into this season, brought a few more pieces that to, to make their roster even better. Right. They were the right pieces too, because this team is, is you never, you never know when you bring in, you know, you've got a good thing going, you've got great chemistry, you've got a great locker room and you're going to bring people into that. It's like, yeah, okay, you really got to be the right fit. I think those guys are the right fit. So this team should, uh, you know, people should absolutely place the same expectations that they had um, at the Suns during their playoff run on this team as well. I agree. And I think, you know, this is going to contribute to this overall conversation that I wanted to have today is, 
you know, I think that the expectations for the Suns at the beginning of the year should have been high because like you guys have all said, the pieces were all and have all been in place. You have Monty Williams, who was in discussion for coach of the year last year. Um, Snubbed. Snubbed, absolutely. (laughs) If he doesn't win this year, I'm going to have a strongly worded letter to Adam Silver. Um, So, you know, you had Monty leading the ship along with the support of James Jones, who, in my opinion, has exceeded my expectations in that position. Um, We've had a rotating front office for how many years now when it comes to the sun? So to finally have some stability there and have someone like James Jones leading that ship as long as well as Monty. And then you bring back, you know, Chris Paul, you sign him again. You have Devin Booker, you have DeAndre Ayton, you have all these big names and then you have all these incredibly important support pieces in Cam Johnson, campaign, uh, Jay Crowder. Coming into the season, expectations should and still should be high, but I'm so confused as to why everyone outside of Phoenix and people who actually care and watch about the Suns don't seem to believe in this team. It is unreal to me the national media bias that is placed against the Suns for whatever reason that discounts them at every single turn that they take, and I don't get it. I really don't. I think it's just track record. To be honest, like that probably plays a lot into their lack of attention or um, respect, I guess you could say. Sure. Yeah. Because the Suns haven't had the best track record over the last decade or so, it feels like. And then I mean, they won, you know, what, 19 games in a season? They haven't, <laughs> they haven't won a championship. Yeah. So, I mean, Phoenix is not a small market, but for whatever reason, it gets lumped into the small market. Well, it's it's all small market based on the television uh, rights or the television viewing area is what considers it to be a small market. Right. But you're right. This is the what fourth biggest city in, in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Phoenix. No, are- I don't even think that's it because it's a high it's a high TV market. I think it. I, I don't I, I truly don't understand what considers it like a smaller market. Is it like the amount of fans or something like that? Because we have a lot of transplant people. But this is a high TV market. So it wouldn't be that either. Like no, this is I not honestly think sure it's it just is. perception. Yeah. But I could be wrong. I don't well, no, know. Like, I don't know like the requirement. It's what? The small market term is television based. I know, but this isn't a this is not a small TV market. Mm-hmm. Right. It's one of so, the biggest markets in the it's country. It's one of the yeah. So I don't I don't understand it. Um I can't can you guys help me with the comments? I can't read anything. Yeah, so they're saying Derek, I think you and I we're not we're not we're not loud enough. Okay. We <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Speak up, guys. We'll be louder. I can be louder for sure. Um, the only but, thing that was heard in that discussion is, we're not a small TV market. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have heard otherwise. So I no. don't have actual numbers to back up any of these claims, but I have heard that Phoenix is like at least top 10 TV market. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Tristan, you came from that area. I feel like you would know. Yeah, they best. teeter They teeter like uh, each year, but they're right around top 10 market. Yeah. Which I mean... And we're only growing, and so I, I think I, I have a good feeling that once we get the next ratings, since people are continue to move to Phoenix, uh, as it has something to do with population and the amount of viewers that you have, I, I legitimately think that we will for sure be in top 10 the next ratings that come out. Yeah. They're 12th right now. 12th? So, yeah. And it is considered large NBA market, so you're yeah. right. So I don't get it. I don't understand the bias. Um, the whole Stephen A. Smith 
thing that happened last week really triggered me. <laughs> it sent me on a downward spiral that really you upset me. You should never <laughs> let Stephen A. Smith <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, I know. I should well, never take Stephen A. Smith seriously. But uh, I get so defensive over the Suns because I was here, you know, for five years uh, watching them be horrible. Um, and now that they're so good, it's so great to see. And I do think that they are meeting their expectations right now. Um, but does that mean that, you know, a successful season to you is them going to the finals? Would that be what you would define a good season as for them? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I don't yeah. think it, it would be crazy to, to say that a team would make it to the finals and it's not a successful season. But I think even if they don't make it to the finals, but they go fairly deep into the playoffs, it would still be a successful season because um, like they half of this team has only had one playoff experience yeah. situation, right? So the more playoff experience you get as a team, the better you're going to be overall moving forward. So I think as long as they go a couple rounds into the playoffs, I would define this as a successful season. Honestly, if even if they just make the playoffs, I'd probably still say the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, because <laughs> I, like I going disagree. back to the initial conversation, like we have a nice thing, even if we don't win a championship, we still have to be thankful for the nice things. Like yeah. making the playoffs is fun. I think the thing that makes people doubt this team is Chris Paul. And Chris Paul should be in the MVP consideration instead of having people doubt him. But it's his age and his track record in the past. Like as if what's Isn't happened he the same with age as LeBron? Other t- yeah. No, I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying that's the way that people view it. You know, and people, people see suck. see the team yeah. as being, you know. <laughs> they do. But they I do, just feel like they do this with of- athletes of every sport, right? Where <laughs> it's like, oh, man, that guy, he can't be good anymore. Like. You know, with the Cardinals, I saw him say that about A.J. Green. And I was like, are you kidding me? Look at the size of that guy. And like, look how good a shape he's in. Why wouldn't he still be able to play at a high level? Right. So I think age is just something people always factor in. But really is just uh, a determining factor that there isn't that many more people of that age playing at that high level. It doesn't mean that that person can't do it. Chris Paul is still contributing. Yeah. Oh, he's incredible. In in immense ways. Like his points might be down a little bit, but. I think that a lot of that comes just from an internal strategy that they may have to kind of pace him out throughout a game versus having him rest more games. So he's almost load managing like within a game versus, you know what I'm saying? Um, But last time I checked, I don't know if if this is still the same, but for a good majority of the season, he's led the league in assists. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he's still contributing. He's generating he's, offense. He's helping these young guys continue to grow and get better in their craft. So I I don't know. If you try and say, like, you're worried about Chris Paul, the only thing I would be worried about is if he ha- has any sort of injury issues once the playoffs start. Yeah, but even sure. then, I still have faith that this team can figure it out. Yeah, I do, too. I agree. Uh, speaking of teams that get slided by the media... <laughs> Arizona Cardinals, Tiersten, what were your expectations for this team coming into the season before they even took a regular season snap? I mean, I would say that it was purely just to make the playoffs because they should have made the playoffs last year. They had an awful stretch uh, to close out the season and, and just missed the playoffs last year. Yeah. And so I think that with the talent, it was like, oh, my gosh, like make the playoffs and make some sort of a run in the playoffs for sure. But I think there was the question mark as to whether or not this team was truly going to be able to turn a page, whether Cliff was going to be able to turn a page, uh, whether the pieces that they brought in were going to actually fit or, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, J.J. Watt, I hate to bring it up because he is injured right now and he's trying to make a comeback, but J.J. Watt's not the same player. Well, he 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 contributed mm-hmm. before his injury or 
uh, James Connor. Eh, he's not really going to work out. He's mm-hmm. not the same guy. Um, he's young, but for a running back, you know, he's past his prime. AJ Green, too old. And so it was like, how are these pieces really going to fit together? And is this team really going to turn a page? And in my opinion, they've exceeded expectations. This yeah. team has lost two games all year and, you know, about to lock up, you know, a spot in the playoffs already and close to clinching the NFC West which actually, in and of itself, I think at the start of the season, yes. we were, the Rams were mm-hmm. the favorite. And I don't even th- – I, I wouldn't – I would have been totally fine with them not winning the West and just getting a spot in the playoffs. Like, that wasn't even on my radar, really. Yeah. yeah. So they've totally blown the doors off of expectations. It was like when they started going on a winning streak that was that long. The first thing I thought was – I, I don't know how to handle this. Like <laughs> I almost I almost wanted them to lose yeah. just so the pressure was off, yeah, right? So it's something so much anxiety. Right. It's something I've like when Mike Hazen said he didn't want the number one draft pick for the Diamondbacks, it sounds crazy, but then yeah. you're like, I kinda get it. It's that pressure of right. that, especially with how weird their draft is and how few of guys actually turn out to be great major league players, right? When the when the Cardinals were winning that much, I just didn't want it to become like the focal point of their season, which is so stupid to say, but I just didn't, you know, I mean, I didn't want there to be this extra pressure. My expectations at the beginning were like yours. I just wanted them to make the playoffs. So at this point, when they were proving to be as good as they were, I'm like, get this other pressure off and then let's just focus on winning in the playoffs and winning a Super Bowl. Right. So, you know, once, if you start making the playoffs with an undefeated record, that changes things substantially. And it's something that, I, I I wasn't even ready for as a fan, let alone like I can imagine how the players would feel about carrying that into the playoffs when that's such an it's such an arbitrary, unnecessary thing. But there is just that huge amount of pressure once you get there undefeated. They won't tell you that either. They'll be like, it's yeah, just another yeah, game. Just another game. Yeah. yeah, you there's a little what is it like their one there. and oh mentality? Oh, and yeah. one mentality, they're, they're one and oh mentality. Yeah. yeah. And what? Hey, they're they're 10 and two. And maybe those two losses could have helped them in some ways just to wake up and realize, uh, you know, you know, what's at stake. Don't take any week for granted. It doesn't matter who you're who you're up against. Still especially, have the best record in the league. So especially yeah. the Panthers game. Right. Right. The Green Bay. I think they learned a lot bad. from the Panthers. Game. Well, I was sure. going to say sometimes with a loss too, it gives you some some tape to go back and look at. OK, here's some areas that maybe we weren't focused on as much while we were sure. winning that we really should dial into a little bit more. Yeah. Um, now that we have something to look at and pinpoint. Yeah. One thing that I think is really funny, and you guys tell me if you kind of feel this too. I know that I definitely feel this way. I'm scared <laughs> to think about the Cardinals in any way that puts them in a Super Bowl type of like, this is a Super Bowl <laughs> team, right? Like, I don't know why I'm scared to feel that way because all signs point to them being that type of team. You know, they're firing on all cylinders. They've got Kyler freaking Murray, who is an unreal quarterback. They've got all types of creative play calling from Cliff Kingsbury. Their defense is phenomenal. Like all signs point to them being, you know, a championship contending team. But for whatever reason, I'm just scared to be like, this is this is it. This is the team that can win the Super Bowl. And please, I don't want to get canceled in the comments. You're like, you jinxed it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, I'm scared. I'm scared. I don't it's know. Do you guys feel that Mac. way? Nobody wants to get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm trying to protect my heart. We've we've been here before. We've been in this abusive relationship before. And, you know, so there's some red flags every now and again, you know, and and, just kind of ignore ignore them and plug along, but still think of them at night. 
you know do you guys feel that feeling though or am i just like crazy no i, I totally scared? know what you're that that's that's a, especially when the expectations start to get high for this team yeah. right because you know i i am almost okay with the lack of national attention for arizona teams when we start to get good because I, fine like yeah. let them not take us seriously let them take us for granted this is different now, though, for the Cardinals, and they're just they're coming up, uh, you know, with the best record too often when they're showing the graphics on TV to not acknowledge them and how good they've been this season. I still think that they kind of write them off, though, and I'm yeah. fine with that. Like, yeah. keep, keep doing it. Let's just get to the playoffs and start start doing the important games. Right. Coach Evan in the chat said, don't be afraid of it. Just embrace it. Yeah. And then Shane <laughs> says, you're crazy. But also, I feel that, too. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm just like a wounded person that's just like yeah. scared to buy in. I'll tell you what, I honestly feel really, I mean, I'm. I'm putting my heart on a on a limb here, right? Oh, I like wow. my yeah. heart's on my sleeve. Yeah. Yeah, okay, it fully, there. it's it's out there. But I feel pretty confident in this team. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing there's nothing about this team that I'm like, oh my gosh, you're experiencing success beyond what you can sustain. Yeah, and they've shown that. I mean, every single game you could pinpoint to something that they've shown that they have grown or they're able to get past whether it's missing players, whether it's missing your coach, whether it's playing in certain weather conditions, whether it's, you know, whatever the case is. And time and time again, um, you know, the, the two losses were, you know, one without their starting quarterback, mm-hmm. and it was sort of just a um, just an outlier in my opinion. And then the Green Bay team, I mean, Green Bay is a really good team. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, Aside from the two losses, um, the Cardinals have really impressed me and I have a sense of confidence that I'm not saying like, oh, for sure, like mark my word, they're going to win the Super Bowl. But this team just makes me calm because every time they go out on Sunday, like they just show everybody that they're capable of being that type of team and they let their their play speak for itself. Yeah, absolutely. I think the thing is for us, it's like because – Ultimately, at the end of the day, we're all fans of these teams, right? And we have so desperately wanted success in the Valley for so many years, and we've been let down so many times. And just like even a a glimmer of success, right? Like our success would have been like, can we just make it to the playoffs? Make the playoffs. I remember how good 98 was when the Cardinals – I think it was 98 when the Cardinals made it just to the playoffs. Right. Oh, yeah. We celebrated that so much. But I think because we've been – so hungry for some sort of success when you start to get it you're like okay like this real life what is (laughs) defined what do we define success as like for it's hard to not be like oh well we want a championship and that's all we want that's the only way it's going to be successful but I mean you look at the Suns season last year like they didn't win but nobody in the valley would be like that season sucked no. Right, like it ended no. in a heartbreak, mm-hmm. but the season no. overall was so fun. It was. One I think of... you just have to live in the moment and just enjoy what you have while you have it, and hope that they can go the distance and bring home some hardware. But it's still fun, even if they don't. And then you know, at least they're taking steps to better places. Michaela, what have you gained from this therapy session? <laughs> <laughs> I have gained that I am validated in my emotions and I am not insane, despite Shane calling me crazy. Uh, <laughs> I do feel a lot better. Tirson, uh, do you expect them to be NFC West champions? Is that your expectation for this team? Yeah, no doubt. Okay. I mean, they, they basically win on Monday and get one more win after that and you're champs. Yeah. Um, do you think that they can do it against the Rams? 
Ab- absolutely. I mean, I, I, they definitely have something to prove on Monday. So it's yeah. not a game that they're overlooking. Right. And, you know, they've already beaten them once. It's really hard to sweep a team mm. in the NFL and really in any sport. But um, I put my money on the Cardinals on Monday. I mean, they they realize what's at stake here. And uh, they definitely want to get a win in front of their home crowd. And I mean, not not wanting to jump the gun <laughs> to get too far out of myself. You know, if the Cardinals are NFC West division champs, you know, the road to the Super Bowl, who are you scared of in that case? Like who out of the NFC, out of the AFC, who worries you that the Cardinals would face in the upcoming? Well, if you say that, I mean, to get there, I mean, there's there's plenty of teams that worry me. I mean, if you say if they do make it to the Super Bowl and they're up against the Patriots, that would worry me. Mm. Uh, I mean, I I mean, in terms of the NFC, um. How about, Bucks. I was going to say, how, how about playing Green and the Bay? Packers yeah, Green Bay. Two Green teams Bay. that would definitely, I mean, worry me. That those are those are teams that could win and lose on any given night, but right. don't ever, 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 ever count either one of those teams or either one of their quarterbacks out. So right. definitely, those would be two teams. And if they do make it, and I, I feel like the Patriots are the, the favorite now to make it out of the AFC. I mean, obviously, they would they would be scary too. So yeah. you know, you've got a lot of teams that are contenders right now that are. Uh, that have long histories of success and the Cardinals don't. Right, absolutely. And uh, as we know, experience plays a big role in those uh, important games like the Super Bowl. Speaking of the Cardinals, really quick, a check a check of the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Right now they are, one, oh shoot, I just lost it. One and a half point favorites. Um, they are slightly favored, not by a lot. Um, the over and under is set at 51 what are you guys? Are you, are you guys uh, feeling like you're going to take the Cardinals on the DraftKings Sportsbook oh, yeah, app? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one and a half. Putting yes, money for sure. on it. All right. There you have it. Uh, we're taking the Cardinals. If you want to take the Cardinals, you can sign up with the DraftKings Sportsbook app by using code PHNX. Um, you can just bet on a team to score, which I can guarantee you the Cardinals will at least do that. Uh, hopefully. Oh my God. I'm scared. I'm going to jinx you it. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, Let's talk about another game. If you Wash bet your mouth out with soap ASAP. <laughs> I'm going to knock on wood. <laughs> um, if you bet on any team to score a point, though, and you use code PHNX to sign up, you'll win $100 in free bets when they score. Um, when they score, you score the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Also, if you are not a member of PHNX yet, please become a member. Come hang out with us in the members-only Discord. Get some amazing written articles on gophnx.com. Johnny Venerable, Gerald Bourget, they all write. Derek Montia writes amazing things, um, which you can only have access to if you are a member. If you sign up for an annual membership, you get a free T-shirt. I'm wearing our PHNX letter shirt, which also happens to be the logo for this podcast. Derek has on our Sun's Gorilla shirt, which is really sick. It actually matches a tattoo he actually has on his body. It really does. Um, which is kind of crazy. That <laughs> was not planned. First. Uh, <laughs> the tattoo came first. Okay. The tattoo came first for <laughs> Sorry, sure. Frank. But we would love it if you would become a member and join our family. I think we have a good time uh, <laughs> <laughs> making content. Hopefully you guys have a great time consuming the content that we make. Um, like I said, we do have a members only discord and we talk in there all the time. So come hang out with us if you're not in there already. If you're watching the show on YouTube, you can subscribe to a podcast, this podcast, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, whatever they have on Android. I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> wherever you listen to podcasts, it's available. If you're listening to this audio version, you can come hang out with us on Wednesdays on YouTube. Come hang out in the live chat to all of you that are watching and commenting. Thank you so much. We love it. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap it up, guys? 
Go sports. I, I'll, I'll, <laughs> sports. I'll say this. Uh, sometimes in life, when too much good is happening to you, I think that's when you feel like impending doom yeah. is going to happen. Yeah, you're so, like looking yeah. for the, I, the bad. The bad, or you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I think that might be the case with the Cardinals and the Suns. If you're an Arizona sports fan, this might be too much goodness for you to handle for you to not be worried that something bad is going to happen we got to embrace it while it lasts though right yeah, because sure. we know That's the dark what days everybody should come away from all of this with is yes embrace the fact that we've got two of the best teams in their respective leagues in yes. the suns and the cardinals and life is good and the sun's shining and life is good in arizona oh, absolutely <laughs> what a therapy smack. session <laughs> you deserve it you've been through years of being on the receiving end of it yes who cares please send Start a fight uh, on twitter please. but not within your own community one day <laughs> Please send Stephen A. Smith all of the mean DMs that you can possibly think of. Uh, no, just kidding. I'm not encouraging violence. Um, thank you guys for this amazing therapy session. I feel so much better. Hopefully you do too, unless you're an Arizona Coyotes fan. I am so sorry. You'll get that. Hang in there. There are brighter days ahead. You guys are the best. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next Wednesday.